hopefully you guys are enjoying the intro to the podcast, the Toxic American Podcast. I am your host, Rudy. Rudy with a permit, known on Twitter, at Toxic American. Um, check me out on the Twitters or X or whatever we're going to call it today, right, Elon? Today's subject... And I realize that my motivation for this podcast, sometimes I kind of get away from it. But my overall motivation for not only the podcast, the Substack, and by and large what got me into Twitter and kept me on Twitter and why Twitter to me is the best platform, social media platform that's out there. Um is because you're able to hit like different corners of the social media world and different corners of you know likes and dislikes and things of that nature it's like different neighborhoods within the social media app itself you know facebook as awful as it is and it, like it's not Facebook to me is not awful because it's a bad concept. To me, Facebook is awful because the website itself is just garbage. It's just all advertisements and, you know, scammers and things of that nature. <clears throat> Instagram is just a bunch of fake people, as much as I can tell, who are trying to tell you this great life that they're leading and blah, blah, blah. I mean, there are some cool videos. Reels are funny and there's some pretty good stuff. I don't do TikTok because, you know, China. China. But Twitter to me is like a city. And you have all of these different aspects, these different neighborhoods. You have gun Twitter, goon Twitter, leftist Twitter, communist Twitter. You have all of these little things that exist within the same, same realm. And sometimes those realms brush up against each other and we get the draggings and, and things of that nature. But by and large, these are people you've never met. You know, maybe you've met some of them and maybe one day you'll meet some of them. But these are people you've never met that a lot of times you don't even know what they look like because they're, you know, PFP is not them. It's uh, God knows what. A lot of you have changed it to Trump's mugshot, which <sighs> whatever. But my overall point is the thing that kept me on Twitter was finding a neighborhood in which I, I really liked the people and I seem to thrive in and there's some like-minded, but then there's been a ton of my mind being changed or not necessarily changed, but molded and, you know, different thoughts and different ideas and different things that happen that shape your view of the world and to me that's really interesting and despite what all of the haters want to say um, twitter is much better under elon than before and we can bitch moan and complain about the linda yaccarinos of the world and i get it um but in trying to figure out how to make this thing make money especially when you overpaid greatly He's going to try a whole bunch of different things. Whatever sticks to the wall sticks. You know, throw everything against the wall, see what sticks. That's what he's trying to do, and it'll come around. I, I have faith. Keep the faith, people. Keep the faith. 
still would like to see Alex Jones allowed back on the platform, not necessarily because I agree with the man, but um, that Alex Jones was right, Jar keeps piling up with cash. So anyway, I want to make people think more. I want to make people think deeper, logically. I want to lead people down a path of thinking. And that thinking that I want to lead you down is, what are we as a country? Are we a country? Are we as divided as we seem at times? Are we as different as some institutions and politicians and other folks want to tell us that we are? That's my whole point of doing this. It's not paying me. I can I guarantee you that. I get paid zero. I actually probably lose money if you want to factor everything in. Not only with writing the Substack, doing this, you know, this spoken forum, the podcast, you know, I'm not losing hundreds of dollars or thousands or anything, but it's definitely not making money. So it's more of a passion project. It's more of a, what can you do to help your country, your community and people, you know? You could volunteer down at your local homeless shelter. Well, I don't think that helps the people down at the homeless shelter. Okay? I don't like the idea that these things exist that give someone a meal because they're homeless and you sustain their homelessness, which is not benefiting them. I don't think you're helping them. I understand feeding someone who needs a meal. I get it. And I understand that there's a lot of people that probably think I sound like the world's biggest asshole right now. I don't care. Uh, I've been an asshole uh, for a lot of my life. Um, I don't. I don't really care. It, it's not asshole for asshole's sake. It's being an asshole because sometimes you just need tough love. You need to be told no. You need to be told that the way you're doing that is completely fucking wrong. So I need to get back to those things of what makes the country great. How are you trying to make it great or make it better? And what we can do, little things in our daily lives to do that. So that thought has led me into another thought that was not my thought but the the question so here's the big tr big question after this long introduction what is extremism i mean what does that mean we hear politicians um always talking about extreme well one side talks about extreme MAGA Republicans. And I understand it's a, a political ploy, a political term to wrong foot your opponent, to make them defend, oh, I'm not radical, oh, I'm not extreme, oh, I'm not MAGA, oh, I'm blah, 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 blah. I get it. It's not very brilliant, it's not very smart, it's not very effective, generally. Um, it hasn't seemed to be very effective, but it's been effective in one way in silencing a whole bunch of people who otherwise probably wouldn't be quiet. Now, if you're going to be quiet by being called a fake name, did your voice really matter to begin with? Probably not. 
but what is extremism? Think about that in your head. What does that mean to you? <clears throat> what do you consider extreme? We can think of things in our daily life <clears throat> that are quote unquote extreme. You know, I, if you're driving down the road and the speed limit 65 and you're doing 70 or 75, is that extreme? I don't think so. So long as the road conditions and the traffic conditions dictate and you're not weaving in and out of traffic and you're not, you know, being stupid about it. But if you're doing 75 and someone blows by you at 90, is that extreme? Okay, maybe it is. Is drinking 20 beers in a night extreme? I don't know, maybe. You know, the, the definition of extremism is the holding of extreme political or religious views, fanaticism. Fanaticism? Well, how do we dictate that? How do we dictate what an extreme view is? I think we can probably agree that there are those in the Muslim community or Islam at large, generally internationally, that believe in honor killings. Seems a bit extreme. But how do we define that as Americans? You know, in America, if you were to say, let, let's, let's continue down the Muslim route here, and not to pick on Muslims or Islam, but there are countries in the world that are Muslim countries that if they find out someone is a homosexual, they'll throw them off the roof of a tall building. That's extreme. There are those not necessarily Muslim, but a vast majority who will strap a bomb to themselves with ball bearings in it, walk into a cafe and clack the son of a bitch off. That's extreme. So when we have to talk about extremism in America, we can come up with some ideas of what extremism is. Suicide bombing, that's extreme. Any way you slice it, whether that's in the name of a religion or whether that's just in the name of I'm nuts. Uh, mass shootings. I'm going to walk into this or someone says, I'm going to walk into the school or this supermarket and just start laying people down with a weapon. That's pretty extreme. Uh, you know, some of the racial ideologies and neo-Nazis and Nazism, which I never would have thought in my adult age we'd be combating. There would actual be actual Nazis. Now, not at the extreme numbers that the corporate media would lead you to believe, but the idea that someone in the year... Of, in the year of 2023 would look at like 1930s Germany and go, oh yeah, that's a great fucking idea. Or would deny the Holocaust. You know how we know the Holocaust happened? Holocaust deniers, you idiots. Because the Germans kept the records. They exist. They wrote it down. That's how we know. So, if we go by our president's definition, 
extremism to him is owning a weapon, an AR-15, not believing in the legislation or the things that he talks about to him, that's extremism. Extreme mega Republicans. Guys, I'm not even a Republican. Me personally. I have voted Republican many, many times. I am not a card-carrying member of the Republican Party. Nor probably will I ever be. It is what it is. My Devlin won't be a Democrat. But is our president right? Is that what extremism is? You know, there's a, a second amendment that says we have the right to keep and bear arms. It doesn't say firearms, it just says arms. So based on what he says, anyone that believes in the second amendment and that it protects all arms, not just the ones that Joe Biden owns, or that Hunter Biden throws in a trash can, or his, you know, girlfriend, or whatever she was, mistress, I don't know. According to him, that's extremism. Hmm. Is it also extremism, according to him, if I voice my opposition to what he says the policy should be, or if I voice my opposition to his horrific Afghanistan withdrawal that led to many, many deaths, a lot on our side, and way more on the Afghan side and left way more people subjugated under the Taliban rule and girls not being allowed to go to school or to study or to walk freely down the ravaged streets of Kandahar? Am I extreme, Mr. Biden, now? Those are easy quote-unquote extremist views to debunk because they're so ridiculous. But they're starting to kind of weaponize those things and they're starting to really push things on their end that are extreme. You have President Joe Biden who has said that abortion is health care. Think about that. Healthcare for who? I think when we think about healthcare and doctors, we think about preventing death, right? An abortion results in a death most often. Oh, but that's just a clump of cells or that's just a fetus. Hmm. Do you hear yourself? Is that what it really is? Is that what your child was? Month one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, month eight, month nine? Your child was just a clump of cells until it came out and cried? I don't believe that at all. That That is insanity to say that something is just a clump of cells. It's not a human being. 
what do you mean it's not a human being? At what point, if that's your belief that it's just a clump of cells, it's not really a human yet, what is it? Is it a cat? Is it a tree? Is it a fish? Is it veal or is it venison? What is it? What would it be if you didn't kill it? If you didn't terminate it? What would it be? If I take the seeds out of a package that's marked corn and I plant it in the ground and water it and give it time to grow, what should I expect to come up in the dirt? Oh, but it was just seeds. That's true. It was just seeds. And now it's fucking corn. Will it produce more corn? I don't know. Maybe it should. Will every stalk of that corn produce an equal amount of ears of corn? Fuck no, it won't. Never does. Will every plant grow to the same height and last for the same amount of time? Fuck no, it won't. But if I plant those seeds and I water them, water them, water them, and then the second that it starts to come up out of the ground, I go over there and dig them up and throw them into a fire. What did I just do to those corn and those stalks and those little sprouts? Feels like I might have aborted them. So believing that a a child in its mother's womb is a clump of cells and that it's not entitled to its mother's organs, which is another insane statement, that's an extremist view. The founding fathers held some extremist views. That seemed to kind of work out for a lot of folks. There was just a shooting in Jacksonville, Florida in which allegedly the shooter used an AR-15 from Palmetto State Armory. So now, PSA has been accused of being not only extremists themselves, but marketing to, almost exclusively, to extremists. I don't know how many AR-style rifles that Palmetto State Armory has sold or lowers, you know, it looked like it was a build kit because it said multi on it. Caliber was multi. So it looked like maybe they just bought a stripped lower. Um, but does everyone who buys a PSA lower or rifle, are they extremist? I'm going to assume most of you don't think that they are. But the people that call us extremists, for having AR-15s and believing that a, a child in its mother's room is a child, or its mother's womb, excuse me, is a child, and it has all the rights and protections of a five-year-old, or 10-year-old, or 100-year-old, they'll tell us we're extreme in those beliefs. But these are the same folks, including Joe Biden, that would say, if an eight-year-old boy thinks he's a girl, chop his fucking dick off, and start feeding them estrogen. Which one of those beliefs is the actual extreme belief? Castrating an eight-year-old boy in the name of affirmation seems quite a bit more extreme than saying, hey, please don't kill your child 
because it's a financial burden in your mind right now. Or, hey, I have a bunch of rifles that just sit in a safe or on a wall or somewhere and we go out and shoot them like every Sunday or once every month or once every six months and then me and my buddies get on the internet and we talk about guns and what's better, what's a better lube for the gun and better ammo and this, that, or the other, optics, accessories. We're the fucking extremists? Really? The only reason that we have the country we have today is because we had guys back in the day that were extremists in their thoughts and political beliefs. They were fucking extremists. You really want to take on the British government and tell them we're claiming independence? You know what they're going to do? Yep. We're pretty sure what they're going to fucking do. Pretty much. But we're tired of it. We're tired of their extremism of taxation without representation, levying heavier taxes, quartering troops in our homes, and all of the other things that they would do. So who was more extreme exactly? Was it the king or was it the founding fathers? Because it seems to me that one of those sides was thinking very clearly, while one of those other sides was only thinking about the rich families within England and the wealthy land-owning families within England. And it cost them, and it cost them big time. And now here we are. We can all think, yes, the terrorists, quote unquote, are extremists. Okay, if you're willing to walk into a cafe and clack off a vest, that's pretty extreme. Is it that extreme to fight an invader, though? Someone you deem as an invader? If you believe that the Middle East is the holy Muslim land, and here come a bunch of uh, troops from a very Christian nation... You might think that that's an invader as a Muslim. Were they right? Were they wrong? Uh, we had a lot of soldiers get torn up in Iraq the second go-round for nothing. On on, Not for nothing. They, they went there and they did their duty. They did what they signed up for, for the guys and gals next to them, for their unit, for their country. They didn't go there for nothing. They were sent there for nothing. They were lied to, as all the American public were lied to. They were told that you weren't patriotic if you didn't back the war, as we all were. <clears throat> they were told about the weapons of mass destruction They were lied to just like we all were lied to. They paid a heavier price than most of us paid. And hats off to you boys. I know it's probably hard. 
it's probably even harder that you went and did those things, saw what you saw, participated in what you participated in, and fought for your country valiantly just to come back. And some eight years later, have a career do nothing. A guy who never served, a guy who doesn't know what it's about, a guy who's never had a real job even, Call you an extremist because you believe in keeping and bearing arms. You believe in freedom of speech. You believe that a state should decide what a state wants to do without the federal government breathing down on it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Most importantly, you probably believe in just being left the hell alone to live your life how you want to live. But the person who's in charge of the country now has labeled you almost a domestic terrorist. His Department of Justice has put folks like you who serve valiantly, who serve their time, who serve their country, who swore to uphold the Constitution then and still are to this day, even though you're not still in the military. His DOJ considers you a possible extremist terrorist. You're an extremist now. Because you love your country and you love the ideals upon which it was founded. You know, in fighting the global war on terror, the GWAT, we had Guantanamo Bay, in which we would take terrorists or enemy combatants down there without a fair trial, without being read their Miranda rights. We would basically intern them down there in Gitmo. And I think we all, under the guise of the GWAT, and under the uh, <clears throat> conditions in which we were operating at the time, I think most of us thought, you know what? F them dudes. They don't get our same rights, privileges, and protections. They're trying to kill us. They killed almost 3,000 people on 9-11. And they're out there trying to kill more of our best and our brightest right now over there in Iraq and Afghanistan. They don't get the same privileges and protections. Gotta be honest, I was one of those. I agreed. No, you don't, get, you don't have rights here. We have rights here. But now, thinking about it, in which our current regime is using the rhetoric they're using to describe us who love the country, who understand what it was founded on and for, it's not that big of a stretch to think that those same intelligence folks and the folks running the country politically would start to move in that direction of taking American citizens, interning them, not giving them their rights, not allowing them a, a right to a, a speedy and fair trial of their peers. They've already done it. What do you think January 6th is? What do you think those folks that were rounded up on J6 and after, what do you think they experienced and are experiencing to this day? 
They're just the new version of the enemy combatants, the terrorists, who are being housed on American soil, true American soil, not just Guantanamo Bay, which is technically American soil as a, a, a uh, military base. They're in the most American of soil in Washington, D.C. and Virginia, being held without trial, without speedy trial, without livable conditions, isolated, um, unable to talk to their lawyers, unable to out access the outside world, many of them in solitary confinement. You can go and follow the lectern guy on Twitter. He's a good follow. He's really, he's actually a pretty funny guy. He's a really nice guy. Um, I've heard podcasts with him and the things that happened to that man are ridiculous. They're anti-American. They're anti-rule of law. They are exactly what those extremists back in 1776 were against. You know, there's uh, not a lot of people know. We all know about the Boston Massacre if we were in history class paying attention. In which a group of British soldiers fired upon a group of unarmed colonists. Killing them. Crispus Attucks was a black man who was there. He was murdered by British colonial soldiers in cold blood, unarmed. John Adams, founding father John Adams, the mob of the American colonists wanted to just string up these British soldiers. And John Adams said, nope, they have the right to a fair trial, and that's what we're going to do. And that's what they did, and they were put on trial. Do we have that to this day for actual American citizens? Nope. You know what we have had? We've had a president who drone striked an American citizen without any due process, nothing. Think about that. Barack Obama drone striked an American citizen. That was the moment we jumped the shark from enemy combatant slash terrorist in Gitmo to murdering our own countrymen. Was the person guilty? I don't know because he never got a free and fair trial, even though he's an American. This is a hard one for me to wrap my head around because... When I look at the Bill of Rights, I look at those as human rights. I don't look at those as uniquely only American rights. Those are human fucking rights to me. Every human being on planet Earth has the right to free speech. Why, why do I say that? I say that because our rights are deemed to be inalienable, endowed upon us by our Creator. It doesn't say endowed upon us by our American, uniquely American creator. It's about men being equal in having certain natural and alienable rights endowed by their creator. Now, it's uniquely American that we put it in 
writing and we limited the government. The government didn't give us those rights. A bunch of dudes meeting in Philadelphia wrote those rights down and said government cannot go past these lines, period. Point blank, period. It limited the goddamn government. So that's how I view it. Is that an extremist view in the eyes of one Joseph Robinette Biden? Probably because he couldn't understand what I'm talking about. He's so goddamn senile. He was never very bright, ladies and gentlemen. But that ship sailed long ago. And his wife, whew, boy. So what is extremism? Can we all point to things that are extreme? Are the Branch Davidians, were they extreme? I don't know, maybe. We'll probably never know because they burned them all alive without a free, fair trial. Nothing. Was Randy Weaver an extremist? They never tried him for being extremist. But his wife and his son are both dead. Were they extremists? And the dog? Don't know. Never got the trial, did they? Never got the day in court. Just murdered. Just murdered by the government, by the ATF and the FBI, by the administration. They laid siege upon Randy Weaver for weeks. Same thing with the Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas. Pretty sure the president could have said, hey, that's enough of this. Get them all out of there. We'll figure out another way. That didn't happen. Oh, but he got us out of Somalia real quick after 19 service members got dropped. After he cut the troop numbers before that, after he had decided, oh, we're good. Yup. Instead of getting payback, he cut and ran there. Got too many civilians, we got a murder back home. Don't need you boys out there in Somalia anymore. Come on back. Allegedly, the NRA is an extremist organization. I don't know how it can be when it's just a bunch of boomers of 1911s that are all jammed up and they're just yelling about two world wars. But the NRA is persona non grata in the, voice, in the uh, eyes of the left. So I would assume if they knew they existed, that would put the firearms policy. Policy Coalition and the uh, Gun Owners of America and any other actual pro-gun entities that are fighting the power in the courts, I would assume they would lump them in as uh, extremist organizations. But think about it personally. Are you an extremist? Are you nuts? Are you crazy enough to grow your own food? You extremist. Are you crazy enough to have a firearm or firearms in your home for self-protection, for hunting, for target shooting, for just general, you know, 
something wicked this way comes, maybe it has four legs, maybe it has two, just general purpose, are you an extremist? Do you hold extremist views that there are only two genders and that an eight-year-old boy is an eight-year-old boy despite what he may say or that only women should compete against women in sporting events? You extremist bastard. You bigot. Why do you hate the LGBTQIAFPTC bleep 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 black people? Has anyone ever thought, why do black people get shoehorned in with the trans movement? And let's be clear here. The vast majority of actual lesbians and gays don't buy into the trans movement. There is a huge difference also between trans movement or the transing of America, the transing of the kids, and drag shows. I've been to drag shows. It's like vaudeville. It's an act. It's a thing. It's a... It's a goof. It's a show. You know, is it any different than Mrs. Doubtfire was? It's a little more over the top, I'll give you that. But an actual drag show is actually fairly good fucking time. It's a lot of fun. But this whole thing of drag queen story hour at a school... The vast majority of people who dress in drag are not for that. Just as the vast majority of lesbians and gays are not into the whole trans thing. And they're definitely not into the whole grooming thing of, you know, the drag queen story hours of the world and the transing of the kids. The fact that they've been co-opted into that bullshit has pissed them off. But are they extremists? guess it depends on who you talk to to me they're not extreme to me a gay man who is vehemently against drag queen story hour or transing of the kids i don't give a damn who that person sleeps with frankly it's more chicks for me but we have some common ground there me and this uh hypothetical gay man who does probably actually exist. We're not for transing of the kids. If you're 28 years old and you really feel as a man you have a woman trapped inside of you, whatever, dude. Good luck. I'm not paying for it. I'm not going along with your mental illness. I don't think that that thing should happen or that you should do that thing that is irreparably going to harm you. But I ain't you. And you're a grown-ass adult doing grown-ass adult things, making grown-ass adult decisions. Good luck. Don't say we didn't warn you. But to say that an 8-year-old or a 14-year-old or any adolescent has any sort of decision-making privileges, nope. No, 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 no. You don't. It all comes back to a very extreme view, and that is consent. 
And the, the extreme view on consent is if you say that an eight-year-old is able to make its own decisions when it comes to if it's a boy or if it's a girl, then that means it now has enough consent to say yes to the sexual predations of the pedophiles that are pushing this nonsense. So again, I'll ask you, who's the real extremist here? What is extreme? You'll notice when they make this argument, the pro-transing and the kids, they'll just say, trans rights are human rights. Sure. Not when you're a fucking kid. Not when you're under 18 years of age. Nope. Not when you have living under your parents' homes. I'm sure most of us grew up 17 years old trying to buck the parental system, playing little teenage rebel, saying all the things we said, and probably got thumped on top of the damn head. Got the car privileges took away, the phone privileges, uh, some of you maybe internet privileges if you're young enough. You don't have no rights into your parents' home. We all know that. A lot of you got kids. Your kids ain't got no damn rights under your house, under your roof. The roof you provided, the electricity you provide, the internet you provide, the heat, the cool, the food. Shit. This ain't no damn democracy or republic. You ain't got no representation here. You bring nothing to the table. You get to make all of zero decisions. How do you like it? Good, great, don't care. To your fucking room. Is that an extremist view? That your kids don't have any sort of consent? That they can say yes, no, maybe so? Hell no, it ain't no damn extremist position. It just is. You have no autonomy yet. And if you make the wrong decision when they ain't around, guess who gets to pay the price for that? Yup. Told you to be home by 10. Were you home by 10? Pretty self-explanatory. But under the world, in the new world order that they want to build, you as the parent would be the extremist for not affirming your child in all of their idiocy. Let's think back to when we were 18 years old. Yeah, not a pretty picture, right? Might have been in better shape physically, but mentally we were all retards. Period. I don't care what 18-year-old it is. You were all dumb. I was dumb. I don't care if it was Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro probably was way more squared away than me at 18. But the idea that Ben Shapiro still holds all the exact same beliefs, thoughts, and ideas he did at 18 years of age now that he's 40 or 39, however old he is, is ridiculous. And no one wants to talk to that person who at age 40 has the exact same belief system they had at 18. That's a moron, a complete and utter moron, a fool. And they should not be allowed to vote either because they're a complete and utter fool and moron. So the idea that you can trans a kid at age 14 is extreme to the max. I lack the vocabulary vocabulary to actually explain how extreme that belief is because at 14 think of the shit you were into let me think back to 14 and just the music i was into some of it i'm still into but a lot of it was shit 
Should I have gotten a tattoo that said third eye blind on my like face at age 14? Nope. Should you get any tattoo at age 14? No. Nope. Should you get the, at age 18, should you get a tattoo of your girlfriend or your boyfriend's name across your chest? Don't do it. I know if for some reason an 18 year old is listening to this and they're in love with their high school sweetheart and you're gonna be together forever, odds are you're not. And the odds get higher that you're not once you get the tattoo. That's just science. So when you hear about extreme things, some of them are so ridiculous, it's obvious. But there are more subtle things that are considered extremist views that aren't really extremist views. I've talked about it on podcasts before about how if a convicted felon has paid their debt to society, they allow, they should have their right to bear arms reinstated. There's a lot of people supposedly in the 2A community that think that's insane, that that's an extremist view. It's not. There's a lot of people that believe that soccer is the greatest sport on earth. To me, that's an extremist view. But it's not really. You're just, I feel sorry for you if you believe that. Call me round ball. So think about yourself in your daily life. Think about someone that maybe you know at work or in your friend circle or acquaintance circle or in your family and they're a little different than you and maybe 10 years ago you guys really disagreed on something politically or socially or whatever. Were you being the extremist in that scenario? Were you being pig-headed? Has your mind changed in those five, 10 years from when that happened? Has theirs? Think about those things in your daily life. Think about how you can be a better extremist in the eyes of Joe Biden because all the things that Joe Biden and the regime that are in charge currently think are extreme are really just American ideals. So I'll end it by saying, in the eyes of Joe Biden, be as extreme as you can. Own as many guns as you can. Grow as much food at home as you can. Be as self-sufficient as you can. Prepare for any natural disaster on your own. And everything that Joe Biden says is extreme. Embrace it. And everything that he says is progressive in the norm. Go against it. Stay toxic, America. Catch you next time.